Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on Solitaire Board Games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 161. And today we are going to infinity and beyond! Beyond, beyond, beyond. Hey, Junius! How's it going? Welcome back. Thank you very much, Albert. Glad to be here, although I'm feeling a little bit alone among the stars nowadays. <laughs> are you feeling a little lonely? Well, then this is the right place to be because we're going to talk about being alone. Alone among the stars. <laughs> Excellent, Albert. <laughs> nice setup. Thank you, Julius. Yeah, today's game is Alone Among the Stars. It's a role-playing game for one player, which is pretty neat. Just the kind of game I like, too. This is very much the kind of game you like. When you told me that you were playing this and wanted to put it on the podcast, I, as soon as I saw this, I said, this is an Albert game. <laughs> it really is. It is. So let me let me tell you a little bit about it. I first found about it from ZineQuest 2 on Kickstarter. Have you heard of ZineQuest? No. It, tell me more about this. It's basically a, a Kickstarter did a campaign, an event, I guess this was the second year in a row, um, called ZineQuest, which they promote... Um, RPG zines. So if, if you want to make an RPG zine, you go on Kickstarter and you set up your campaign. It should be really short. First to find what a zine is. Oh, a zine? Okay, so a zine, I, I guess it's basically a self-produced little tiny magazine. It's basically like a letter-sized sheet of paper folded in half and you make a booklet of those. And, and a zine is just self-published little tiny magazines. Okay. On, on any subject. Now, you, you could have a zine on poetry if you like poetry. There's zines about role-playing games. It could be zines about gun collecting and, or whatever. Actually, and the idea is you sell it to subscribers or something? They're generally one-shots. So okay. I, I don't think any of these are ever that successful where they'd really get a subscription. Well, some might have been. <laughs> I don't know. They're really popular, I think, in the 80s and 70s probably. When I moved to San Francisco in the early 90s, I remember there was a bunch of zines at, at the City Lights bookstore, um, which I thought were really cool. And I, I remember buying one or two, but I don't know. I, I never followed them much longer. But, uh, and I think, Johnny, the distribution would be your friends or anybody you could f- find to buy it. Imagine once the, the internet came around, people started finding zines a little more easily and they probably did a little better. But, so anyway, so Kickstarter wanted to get people to do uh, Kickstarter campaigns on making their own little role playing game zines. And so if you decided to participate in it, they let you support their little Kickstarter zine quest logo and they listed you on their zine quest page so people could find it more easily and all that so this was a kickstarter thing not a separate company on kickstarter this right? was a kickstarter yeah kickstarter was doing this itself okay and and so i stumbled across that and this one was one of the ones on it It was called a alone on a journey and the the designer takuma okada who created alone among the stars published his zine with three different games in it alone among well, i the suppose stars. this is a definite benefit for the kickstarter zine program or something because it helped you discover something new exactly and, and because i came across this one and then i clicked through to the the zine quest page and found a couple other zines that i thought were interesting and, and back ended up back in two or three of them so yeah kickstarter hmm. got it right this time <laughs> and so yeah so the, he this person did alone among the stars alone in the ancient city and alone among the twisting trees those are three games in that one zine the zine isn't out yet but he did send a link Two, three different games. The the third one, the Alone Among the Twisting Streets, isn't done yet. So he sent the other two plus a third one he's done. Um, so you could go ahead and play it and try them out while you wait for your zine so, to show up. 
So you currently do not have a physical copy of the game, but you're expecting to receive I one. I don't have the physical copy of the zine, but I do have, I printed out the PDF that he sent. Like he had already made okay. the game and published it on itch.io and whatnot. You could get it from there already. Um, but the zine itself hasn't been published. I think he might have published it, but he hasn't sent it out maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not really okay. the details. Um, so yeah, and so so that is the, the backstory of how I came across this game. Uh, now let me tell you about the game itself, Alone Among the Stars. That's the one I've played so far, the only one. But there, there's a lot more. There's a whole world of these things. Um, the idea behind this is you are exploring space, going from planet to planet, and visiting different planets and just exploring them. This is a, a journaling role-playing game, a small journaling role-playing game. Journaling games are basically games where you're writing journals, and you play in that format by writing. There's a whole bunch of different types of ways to do that. This is just one. Um, there's also a two-player version of this one called, I think, Twine Among the Stars or something like that. Um, but, so again, th- this is just the solo version. I didn't, I never tried or downloaded the, the two-player game. And the the gameplay is basically you're writing journal entries. Each entry is, a, is basically a short chapter in a story. And when I say short, I mean really short, like a couple sentences. As a matter of fact, some people have played on Twitter where each Twitter post is one entry. Um, I mean, the rules specifically say for your journal that each round, I guess you'd say, you're only supposed to write a few sentences. Mm -hmm. So I think that matches. Exactly, yep. And and that's what I did. I ended up filling a little pocket notebook. And, I mean, some of mine ended up being a little long, where they, they were probably four or five sentences, maybe. Maybe a little more than that. But they're still very short entries. Um, so yeah, and so, so you're going to do this, you're going to write, keep this journal, and once you're done, you've basically written yourself a little story. It's what you, or at least an outline for a story, I guess, sort of. So that's the idea behind the game. The rules are, um, well, they're, it's a, you've seen them, it's a four-page PDF. There's really not a whole lot to the rules. And the first page is just a cover page with artwork and the title and, and the author's name. So it's really, really tiny. Um, they're they're pretty straightforward. Sometimes something isn't terribly clear, but I'd say it's generally it's clear enough where where you you understand how to play and what to do. The uh, the game really depends on on using your imagination a lot for this. So so that's it. It's it. It's very homebrew. So it's not fancy looking rules or anything like that. It's just somebody wrote this up in Word, found some nice art, or made some nice art, and put it on the cover. A single piece of art. A single, a single piece, piece of, of very pixelated art. Yes. And, and I think that was a stylistic choice, too, is my guess. Um, I, I assume that you like that one piece of art. I did. I really like the art. And that, that's part okay. of what drew me to this specific game. If I remember right, the, the art on the Kickstarter is actually a bit different. Oh, I don't know. Um, oh, the only thing I've seen is the one, maybe not. The one rule book that I have has a heavily pixelated... A picture of a moon with some white dots that are supposed to represent stars. Mm-hmm. That's actually what space used to look like in the 80s and 70s, by the way. You're too mm-hmm. young to remember this, but yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm told it was also in black and white if you go back mm-hmm. far enough. Yeah, farther back it was black and white. It, we, it was in color already, but it was sort of a faded color. Everything was really faded back in the 70s. 
you know, bland, bland colors, bright but bland. <laughs> anyway, so so there you go. That's the rules. Super simple. Um, quick to jump into the game. Um, it's very funny. I'm so used to just hanging around my house so much where I'm the old man. This is such a strange conversation for me. That's <laughs> so funny. Yeah, kid. You're, you're a kid. I'm telling you. <laughs> so the theme of this game, well, I mean, it's an RPG, so really the theme, a lot of it is how much you put into it. Um, there isn't a lot in the rules, so, so really it's going to depend on you to, to fill in all that theme, all that, all that empty space. Um, I found it worked really great. And you'll find, we'll get to it later, if you don't like this specific theme... There are a whole bunch of hacks on this game, and you'll probably find something you like. Um, yeah, but if, if you wouldn't mind, could you tell me an example journal entry of yours? Yes. As a matter of fact, I have written them all down, and I'm going to create a separate post on the podcast feed with the whole thing I did. Um, so anybody who wants to read the whole story can. Here, let me <coughs> let me read the page, whatever this is. Um, so I used the winch to lower myself. The water was flowing at a gentle pace and quite comfortably cool. I spent some time swimming in the waters. I found the river was quite deep and worn smooth over countless millennia. Deep down, I could see caves, dark caves. It left me uneasy and I swam back to my rope. So that was one turn. One entry. Hmm. Um, I, I will get to how the game works in a bit and, and you could see. It really, like I said, depends a lot on your imagination. The components, you've already seen the, the rules. Julius, it's a, a four-page PDF. Um, besides that, you need the pencil, a notebook, a, a D6, and a deck of playing cards. And once you have all that, you're you're ready to go. You could probably get away without the D6. As a matter of fact, I forgot to use it sometimes, often. So, so not a big deal. Um, the gameplay is really straightforward. Um, when I played the first thing, the rules didn't tell you to do this, but the first thing I did is I set up a premise. Why in the world am I exploring planets and going traveling around planets? So I came up with my my reason for doing that. And I wrote that in the first page of the notebook. I'm basically on a like a road trip, and just you know going around space, visiting different places, just for the experience of it. And so I went from there. And then each you're going to play by visiting planets. You're going to keep playing until you decided you want to stop. You could. Maybe you could say, oh, I'm going to visit 10 planets, and you play until you do that. Or in my case, I said, I'm going to keep playing until I fill up my notebook, and that's when I'm done. Um, that was about two-thirds of the deck, I think. And so what you do for each planet you visit, you're going to roll the D6, and that's going to tell you how many encounters you have, how many times you're going to draw a card, and how many journal entries you're going to write. So so for each encounter you have, you're going to roll a D6, and it's basically going to determine how hard it was to get to that encounter. Um then you're going to draw a card, and it's going to tell you what you encounter. The suit tells you the type of encounter. Is it something living, like an animal or, or, or alien beings? Is it a plant? Is it ruins? Or is it a natural wonder? And then the number will tell you where you encountered it. And it could be things like on the top of a mountain, and in a ravine, on a field, up a tree, so on and so forth. There's, you know, there's 13 different options. So once you get those things, how hard it was to find what and where you found it, then you just write something about what you found. And you could, you know, put in whatever, be as creative as you want or not. Um, and then you keep doing that for that planet. Remember, the first thing you did was roll a D6 to see how many encounters you have. So if you had, say, four, 
you'll do that four times with four different cards. Uh, once you've finished, you go on to the next planet. You roll d6 again to see how many encounters you had, and rinse, repeat. And it's basically for how long? Game. Hmm? For how long? Um, so again, you decide at the beginning. I did it until I filled my notebook. That was about 14 planets. The And that, that felt about right. I could have probably been happy finishing a little bit. Though I will tell you what, I didn't do it all in one sitting. Um, like every day at the end of the day after work, I would sit down and maybe do one or two planets you know, to relax after work. And that worked out nice. And I put it away and then maybe play the next day or a few days later. And and that was that was quite satisfying and quite relaxing actually. Mm. Excuse me. So it was a real it was a really nice experience. I enjoyed the I enjoyed the game a lot. Um, at first it was it was really random. It felt kind of random. Not sure what to do, where to go. As as I played more, I kind of had a feeling for for how it was. Stories started to come out of it. A couple times I visited. You got more into it. Yeah, I got more into it. The one planet led to another planet, that sort of thing. So, it it, it you know it formed into a decent story. It, it was pretty nice. When, once I finished, it was a very satisfying experience, a very satisfying ending. I was really happy with it. Um, I even think it was almost kind of sentimental at the end. Actually, probably not kind of, um, which is a bit surprising. I, I was genuinely surprised how much depth I got out of this little tiny game. Um. So yeah, that that and it's super cheap. Like I said, you could download it for free, or you know when you go to the website, there's a little download link, and if you click on it, you get a pop up saying, "Oh, it's two dollars uh, donation." You could or you could give more if you want or less. And if you don't want to pay for it for whatever reason, there's a link right above that amount where you could just click it to download the file directly and not pay anything. So it, so the intent is to donate it. There's a well, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, actually, no, I'll get to it right now. There, there are a lot of hacks and variants of this game. The person made it, and it was apparently pretty popular, and other people have made their own versions. He's also made a few other versions of the game. Um, and he has a page listing 39 different hacks, including the original, that, that exist that he knows of. And to give you an idea, I'm, I'm going to name three of them here. Alone in Cyberspace, which is a game about exploring an archive of old defunct web pages from a long time ago. <laughs> um, which actually sounds kind of neat to me, believe it or not. Um, alone with yeah, the I agree, su- actually, yeah. <laughs> Listen to this one. Alone with the sun and wind, I sing of my years. In this one, you're a musical instrument. Think like an old piano or a violin. And your journal entries are, are remembering your past, the different people that played you and the events that may have happened when, when you were getting played and that sort of thing. That's weird. It, it is really strange. Um and it seems like it'd be uh, another sentimental idea, writing you know, writing about some virtual soul that used to have you and maybe you end up having to sell it for the money or you know, whatever. But if you think that one's weird, alone in a pepper, in an eggplant, in a bed frame. This is a game about putting things inside other things, inside of other things, and leaving no trace. That's the, that's the description. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I don't even begin to understand that. <laughs> I, 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 I haven't downloaded it. I want to let download it just to find out what the heck it is because it sounds interesting. <laughs> it sounds so weird. But th- there's all sorts of themes. There's horror ones. There's like a, there's somewhere you're a ghost and haunted house one. 
there's cyberpunk ones and steampunk and all sorts of stuff really so if if the mechanics sound interesting i'd say visit that page and, and find one that you think sounds interesting many of them are free i believe some you have to buy and i think the most expensive thing i saw was five or six dollars but i'd say most of them are free or just they ask for donations um so yes, I would definitely encourage you to go check those out and try them if the theme or, or the mechanics of this game sound interesting. And and I want to say there's a lot of journaling games and they're all some are very similar to this, some are very different. I'm gonna mention a few others that aren't necessarily direct hacks of this, but may as well be. Um there's A Quiet Year, which is actually a game I've played before, and it's it's similar in a journaling game in that you're drawing a card and the kind the card kinda of tells you what happens. But the difference here is you're drawing a map. And over time, you're changing the map and adding features or maybe erasing some features. And it's a map about surviving a year in a post-apocalyptic world. That was a really interesting game. That was fun, and it was neat to just draw maps. Um, I found that one a little hard to to play just because the, the concept of drawing a map as a game is strange to me, I guess. <laughs> I did mention that I just played Cartographers earlier today. Oh, so. that, and that's right, and you played that one. <laughs> and so there's one called One Day at a Time. That's time with T-H-I-M-E as in the, the herb. That one seems a lot like the uh, Alone Among the Stars. It's very, very similar mechanics, but it apparently isn't a hack. Maybe the people co-invented the mechanisms. But in this one, uh, you're an inhabitant of a cottage in a magical world. And it seemed like like you're writing a cozy story about just living a, a day in a in a cottage. Um, I imagine almost like the uh, the wicked witch from Hansel and Gretel, but maybe not being wicked necessarily. Um, so everybody another, likes to play the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Here's another one called The Adventure, where you're writing a journal about having your adventure. Like you know, you're going off to fight a, a monster or whatever it is in a fantasy setting. And that, that one was neat. It's, again, very similar, but here you, you have your four suits and four separate decks, and each round you draw one card from the four suits, and together the four tell you what happens. Um, and I like that because that gives you a lot more variability. Um, a lot more. Yeah, a whole lot more. And then finally, one last one called Bluebeard's Castle. This one is um, it's based on a fairy tale. It's a pretty grim fairy tale where this woman married Bluebeard, and then he had to leave, but before he left the castle to go do whatever he did, he says, you know, explore the house, just never, ever, ever go into that room. So, of course, the lady gets really tempted to go in that room, and it's pretty grim. I don't remember, I guess it depends what variant of the tale you've read, but I think she ends up getting killed or, or nearly killed or whatever. And so in this, you play Bluebeard's wife exploring the castle. And it, the mechanics are very similar. You're drawing a card, and that's kind of giving you a, a prompt about what you're going to encounter or maybe how to deal with it. What's different about this one is that you actually, there's two different ways to play it. And one of them, you use uh, Jenga blocks. You build a tower and as you're playing it, you're, you're moving pieces to the top of the tower, you know, like playing Jenga. So as, as the game progresses, you're building tension because you know sooner or later it's going to fall. And, and that's a bad thing in this game. And there's actually a couple other role-playing games that do something similar. There's one called Dread that's a cooperative it's a regular role-playing game for multiple players that uses a Jenga tower. I think in that one, you're, you're having a... It's like a horror setting. You're getting chased by a villain or, or something like that. 
and your each time a person does something, they move the one of the blocks in the Jenga tower, and when the tower falls, somebody dies in the game. So you've killed off one of the characters, and then you rebuild the tower and keep going. I think that's how it was, if I remember right. I never played it, but I remember reading about it some while back. So yeah, so I mean, there you go. That's a whole lot of different solo role-playing games, and um, all based around journaling and writing your entries. Most of these all driven with a deck of cards. Yeah, I definitely say this is more like a subset of a role-playing game because it's a journaling game instead. It, absolutely, it, it is a subset. It's a surprisingly big subset. Um, there, there's so many games that like this, I think. And I really hadn't encountered before. There's another one that I kickstarted last year called Thousand-Year-Old Vampire that's also a journaling game but plays very, very differently. Mm. Uh, and it is more complex than, than any of these I described, the, the rules for it. I see. I haven't got into the table yet, but... I, but it looks really cool. Well, maybe we'll see that pop up on the show at one point in time. Mm-hmm. I, I hope so. Um, I'm also going to include some links. If you go to, When you go to HIO, if you're browsing the games, if the game page will have a little more information section, and you expand it, and you can see tags. And I've been browsing those tags and come across a bunch of other solo games, mostly role-playing games. I did find one solo die game, a, a train game, I think. So I'm going to include the different tags so that people could look through these and browse and you know, see if they find something interesting. I see. Mm-hmm. So, so that's about it. Do you have any, any questions about this or any of these games? Not really. I mean, you've definitely okay. done a good job explaining it and describing it. I just, I don't know. I don't think I can bring myself to play <laughs> a journaling game. I'm, that's not the type of, that's not yeah, the type of creative I, I, writing I enjoy. Uh, yeah, I get that. It's definitely not for everybody. Um, like I, said, like I, I did find it most satisfying to just write a little bit every once in a while as a way to unwind. That actually, I thought, worked pretty well. I definitely, um, I, I'm definitely envious of the idea of being able to enjoy writing just a little bit. Because for me, unless I can, like, the type of writing I like doing is creative stories. Like, longer stories, longer sections. And for me, I would enjoy sitting down and blocking out an hour of time to sit and get a whole story on paper as opposed to just enjoying a little bit. And that's, I mean, that's just my mm-hmm. personal preferences and each to their own. I certainly understand that. Yeah, no, but, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. I found when I played each session was probably about half an hour. That's my experience. Mm. I'm, I'm guesstimating here. I'm not really sure. It, and like, you know, it depended. Some days I just did more and some days less. And I, I love that this game, the, the, the idea of the sessions, are the each entry is so short that you could just do it as a Twitter post. I'm not a big Twitter user, but, you know, if I were, I could see just going in there and... I can hear that. And writing entry after entry about visiting different planets. I can hear that. And I think um, maybe on that HIO page, you could find links to to sessions that people have done that way. So if you want to see how some other people have done it. And I mentioned, I think I already said, I'm going to go ahead and I've got a post already written up that I'm going to share on the One Player Podcast page so you can see my session of how it went. So yeah, I think that's it then. If there's no no other questions or anything, I think I've covered plenty. Um, definitely if you find solitaire role-playing games interesting, there's, there's a lot to look at here. I, th- I think a lot of introductory solitaire games in that case. All right, well, uh, I think that back closes that up. Thank you very much, Albert, for bringing us into the world of solo journaling RP games. Yep, my pleasure. All right, and I will talk to you next week. Have a good night, Al. Bye-bye. Yep, bye.
Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-like license. Thanks for listening.